Welcome back to Mike on Money. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Director and Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Junior Wealth Management. And thank you for joining us again this week where we talk about everything financial. Uh, today we continue our uh, third part in our four part series on cryptocurrencies. In part one, we talked about blockchain and what the, the characteristics of that are. Part two, we talked about Bitcoin specifically as it is one of the largest uh, parts or largest currency uh, of the cryptos at uh, nearly a trillion dollars in value, more than half, uh, or at one point, half the value of all the total crypto market out there. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Ethereum and, uh, and stable, uh, stable coins, so different types of cryptocurrencies, because they do, uh, they are different. They are meant to be used in different ways, and therefore investing in them is for different reasons. Um, before we jump into that, though, as always, these videos are for educational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a professional or do your own due diligence before applying any strategies to your portfolios uh, to make sure that they fit into your strategy and your risk profiles. If you want more information on how uh, investing into cryptos may or may not fit in what you're doing, uh, reach out to us at mikeonmoney.com. Uh, you can find our email, our uh, phone numbers, and you can access uh, our calendar right there if you want to book an appointment to discuss uh, how um, how you might invest into it or how you might not want to, dependent on your, uh, your risk adversity. Uh, because they are very, very volatile, and uh, you should have a very high risk tolerance if you want to use them. So with that, let's jump into Ethereum and stablecoins. So Ethereum uh, came later to the scene uh, in 2015. We mentioned Bitcoin came out in 2008. And Ethereum uh, was a rule-based uh, cryptocurrency. So uh, again, if you remember from the blockchain, uh, you know, how uh, you know, transactions are recorded and how ledgers are being kept for uh, who owns what uh, and, and where the coins uh, exist and uh, every transaction that takes place. Uh, so Ethereum was built on a rules-based transaction. So basically, uh, this transaction starts, uh, but the next thing that's going to happen, once that trigger, that rule happens, the next part of the transaction happens automatically and automatically and automatically until all the rules happen, uh, have gone through. So no interference in the blockchain by a human has to take place uh, as, as, as those rules are being fulfilled. And think about it as escrow. If you put money into escrow, as soon as the, the, the underlying rule, the underlying goal of escrow is completed, you know, those funds then get released from the escrow automatically to the individual that it should go to. Or if the rule does not get completed within the time frame, it reverts back to the original uh, depositor. So uh, when you think about financial transactions, that's a big time and money saver because uh, a lot of, of financial transactions are rule-based and you can have as many rules as you want. So Ethereum was design, designed to be on the blockchain, uh, but to do uh, more complicated transactions uh, that, that are very rule-based. And so they follow all these things and it gets completed. Uh, and we're actually seeing that become way, way more popular uh, in the recent year of 2020 
uh, in growing from about 1 billion to over 40 billion, uh, whereas Ethereum is now the second largest cryptocurrency uh, in, in total market capital, just you know, only ahead by uh, Bitcoin. And that growth really grew through 2020. Prior to that, there wasn't a lot of that happening, but of course, 2020 pushed all kinds of companies, all kinds of industries uh, to the, uh, to online transactions, to e-commerce, uh, and this led to Ethereum becoming used for everything from loans um, to transactions. Uh, you know, anything that there's a set of rules that as soon as that's approved, moves on, it moves on, it moves on. Uh, so it's gained a lot, uh, a lot of favor, and, and of course, the valuation of Ethereum has gone up dramatically through 2020. Uh, and is expected to continue to grow as more and more uh, applications and more and more financial institutions find ways to uh, use Ethereum for transactions and save money in the process, right? So faster, easier, uh, and less human intervention as those things go through. So very different from Bitcoin, because remember we talked about Bitcoin was a value retention type of currency, not great for uh, transactions, um, especially small transactions. Uh, Ethereum, a bit different, it saves money, cheaper, not necessarily a cheap everyday transaction, um, but the, you know, the more complicated and rules-based uh, are steps in the, uh, in the transaction, the cheaper and cheaper Ethereum becomes to do that transaction. So, so that's important to, to understand uh, those two differences, because when you go to invest into them, why are you investing? In? Are you invested into growth in use? Uh, of a cryptocurrency like Ethereum's, uh, you know, expanded dramatically as to where it's being used and how it's being used uh, versus Bitcoin, which is kind of that retained value. Remember, we compared it to gold, so a little bit different. Uh, so what are you looking for? Are you looking for growth in market or are you looking for scarcity and retained value? So those are two different investments uh, and two different characteristics and their volatility, of course, will change uh, over time, especially as uh, those currencies are, are adopted more and more. Now, there are a lot of other types of currencies. I'm not going to dive into them all. There, there, there's hundreds and hundreds of small, 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 small ones. You know, I'm not going to discuss the Dogecoin. Uh, you'll have to do that one on your own uh, or call me if you want to laugh. But anyway, there, there are lots of other ones, but that's the other big, the second biggest one is Ethereum. I am going to talk about stablecoin. So stablecoin is another type of crypto. Now this is very different than Bitcoin and Ethereum in the sense that stablecoin, as its name implies, is, is you know, value is much more stable. It's actually pegged to a fiat currency. So, you know, most commonly it's pegged to the US dollar in value. So, you know, it'll fluctuate with the US dollar, but that's it. Now these coins have gained a lot of, uh, of attention and more popularity again in the last year or two uh, for international businesses paying for services or paying for goods. Uh, so if you think about it, you know, if you go through the traditional banking sector and I have to pay a company in Germany, uh, there's a lot involved in that transaction, right? Different banks talking, it can take up to a week or so. Believe it or not, when we do international transactions or move money internationally, it's not that simple. There's a lot of hurdles to kind of jump through. But if you think about uh, stablecoin, where I can peg it to say the US dollar uh, or the euro, uh, and I want to make a payment to that currency or sorry, that company in Germany, 
I can just transact over the blockchain instantly a, uh, a transaction of stablecoin to them. And then, you know, they can convert it to euro or US dollar or, or you know, what are the underlying currency that they want to use or that they use within their, uh, within their accounting process. And all of a sudden you get uh, that transaction happens immediately and you get confirmation across the blockchain that it's happened and it's done. So, uh, so those are gaining a lot more pop popular uh, popularity through, especially uh, the last year uh, when there's been, uh, you know, much, just so much more um, uh, e-commerce happening or, or, or electronic trade happening uh, around the world. So as you can see, we talked about Bitcoin, very different from Ethereum and stablecoin, even more, more different. So when you're looking at a particular type of crypto that you want to invest into, uh, you really, really have to think to yourself, uh, what are its characteristics? Why would I buy that? Uh, and, and what do I want it to do in the portfolio? So with that, I'm going to move to part four, where we're going to talk about uh, how to invest and the risk of uh, those different uh, ways of investing and also the characteristics of those different uh, investment uh, uh, vehicles. So remember, go to mycomoney.com if you're looking for more information, and we'll talk soon.